to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. You know, it's um, there's so many podcasts out there, and the fact that you uh, that you listen to the show is just a, an unbelievable, uh, just an unbelievable um, uh, uh, commitment. Thank you uh, for taking uh, some of your valuable time and, and listening to the show. Uh, I know last week uh, I did not have this podcast. Uh, things were, uh, yeah, just just you know, U eight, U seventeen uh, World Cup uh, was just super busy, and I couldn't get to it. Um, and and actually, I do uh, straight out uh, want to uh, let you. Uh, uh, I, w- I want to let you know and give you an announcement. Um, I am actually going to be taking a couple weeks off. Uh, I am actually going on holiday to the United States. Um, family visits and um, and I am not even bringing my microphone uh, I am going to be um, uh, shutting down uh, from work basically uh, for uh, for a couple weeks and uh, and so there won't be a show for for three weeks uh, neither this show nor the taking the charge Pro- uh, prospects podcast uh, and also neither the the taking uh, talking talent there will be a talking talent podcast next uh, t- tomorrow um that uh, will come out uh, but then that is actually the last podcast for a couple of weeks uh stay tuned uh you know to twitter facebook it's you know uh, the, the 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 sub stack uh you and you'll see uh when i'm back on um i just i don't want to i don't want to have to be uh you know with family and and uh and have to uh, do podcasts, uh, and uh, I think everybody uh, understands that. Um, so just to, to get to the show, uh, then uh, we have an interview uh, with uh, Thomas uh, Kackenmeister uh, uh, with the Rostock Seawolves, and you might be thinking, you know, what's the, what are the, who, uh, or what are the Rostock Seawolves, and it's actually um, the the next team to make their debut, or will be the next team to make their debut in the German BBL. Uh, they uh, they uh, earned promotion to to Germany's uh, first division, and you know there's there's a lot of um, a lot of people out there that uh, you know that that really praise German basketball, and um, I thought that uh, you know I thought it was a I thought it'd be a good introduction for those interested. Uh, in German basketball, to uh, a club that uh, you know has been you know really working uh, really hard to uh, to to make the jump, um, and uh, you know we talked about the 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 um, the Dusseldorf uh, um, um, uh, what do they call the the Basket Cats uh, a few a couple months ago, and about you know their uh, amazing run of promotion after promotion after promotion. You know, this is a club that uh, that has really kind of done the same thing um, over a little more extended uh, period of time, but you know, which in, in, in a very challenging German basketball landscape. And so, uh, Thomas Kackermeister comes on and and just kind of gives a little bit of a, a breakdown of, of the history and, and and whatnot and and sort of the and how. You know, they went from you know really a small club uh, his, in his hometown of uh, Rostock uh, to now a, a first division team. Um, so before we get to that, uh, I want to uh, uh, the uh, you know the big three as we do every week, and 
Uh, I, I usually the story we're watching uh, is kind of something that's kind of looking ahead, and uh, the fact that I wasn't on the show, we didn't have a show last week. I kind of want to just want to talk a little bit about you know we had we just had the under seventeen uh, World Cup, and obviously the Americans, you know, won extended their winning streak to forty four games and six straight uh, six straight titles. But I just I wanted to kind of just go back and uh, and reflect a little bit about it. Um, you know, if you're you know the 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 time keys are in the in the in the show notes so you can jump ahead if you if you want um but it just the fact that the americans you know this was a competition we obviously we didn't see in 2020 uh france beat uh france was beaten by united states in 2018 in in, in argentina and you know Ar- the 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 um the french uh you know their 2005 generation with Maui and uh richard and and um and, and really all of those guys you know they were really confident about going in, and, and you know the Spanish generation was 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 very strong as well. Um, and uh, and uh, you, I think you see that they're catching up. Um, in in the main regard, that the depth is getting there by the French and the and the um, uh, and the Spanish, uh, in particular those two countries. Uh, really, the French more than the more than almost than anybody else. You know you can you can beat a team. Uh, you can beat USA in these competitions. Um, if it's, if it's like seven on seven, but you know, it's, it's there, it's the Americans eight, nine, 10, even 11, 12 that are that much better than the seven, eight, nine, 10, uh, of these other countries. And that's still where the Americans, um, you know, make their, make their, Hey, you know, that's where they really make their, uh, leave their mark and you know with that pressure defense and when you have this when you have the reserves come on for France or or for Spain you know you you just see that it's it's still exhausted it's still suffocating defense and then it's just you know it's you know the, the floodgates open you know the turnover and a turnover and a turnover and all of a sudden where you know Spain was up with seven minutes by, by seven points you know then they're down by eight nine you know in a matter of you know two three four minutes and that's what happens uh, with USA basketball, especially at the under seventeen level. And uh, and so uh, you, you saw. I think that was one of the big takeaways is that you saw that France and and um, France and Spain kind of kind of had the uh, are starting to develop the depth. Um, and, and I think that was, I think that's one of the one of the you know the bigger takeaways that you know. USA still the the best one to twelve, but you know they're not necessarily necessarily the best. You know one to seven. Uh, you go one to seven. Uh, you know with France is one to seven and Spain's one to seven, and, uh, and you know they'll go for it. You know that that might be a game, but it's when you you bring on the the, the reserves that then things change. Um, young player, uh, I think everybody was absolutely blown away, including myself by Cooper flag, um, 2006 born. Um, and, um, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was named to the all-star five and pretty, uh, pretty clearly, uh, people's MVP. It was obviously given to, uh, Spain's, uh, he's on, uh, he's on, uh, Almanza, kind of um kind of a head scratcher even for me um and uh um i understand it's a it's a it's a uh it's a vote also by media on uh, also on site and and also um remote and uh you know on site probably a large majority of the of the reporters 
uh, were Spanish and they probably voted for their guy. Uh, I don't think it was an anti-American. I think it was just, they were voting for their guy and, um, and, you know, maybe just not enough of the remote, uh, media voted. Um, and so you didn't have that input from the, uh, uh, from the uh, remote media that, you know, probably could have, would have, uh, would have, would have, uh, you know, made it a, uh, a Cooper flag, uh, MVP, but just phenomenal player uh, and 2006 born, meaning he could play at next summer's under, under 19 world cup. Um, and then even the, the under 19 world cup in 2025. And, um, you know that that's kind of another you know me, uh, kind of a takeaway is like you look at Cooper Cup, you look at um, you know uh, Cole Pete, you know Holland Jackson. You know these guys. I can imagine these guys are going to be, you know, you know maybe maybe not the absolute leaders, but they're going to be you know kind of the you know definitely some some important uh, role players in next year's under nineteen team. They'll be underage, um, but you look at the under-18 Americas team, this is a challenge that USA Basketball um, and also Canada Basketball face is that, you know, all of those guys that are one and done, um, they, um, you know, they don't play uh, at the uh, under-19 uh, World Cup, you know, and, and, and a lot of those guys, because they're going to be drafted in the NBA, and a lot of the, and many of the top, top um many of the top rising uh, 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 freshmen in college, so the guys that are going to be going to college, they also probably won't play because, you know, the college coaches will ha- want to have them on campus. So it's always a challenge for USA Basketball to bring guys in. So I, I really think that that a, that a good four or five, maybe even maybe even six, that, that, that's kind of, kind, of a, kind of a lot, but uh, it kind of depends on, on, on what the under-18 team looks like last year. I mean, where those guys might be with the draft and and, and big colleges, et cetera. Um, uh, so uh, uh, I, I, I can see a good four or five people uh, from this under seventeen team being at the under nineteen World Cup. And, and like I said, I think Cooper I think Cooper Flag will be a, a major part of that team next year. Uh, Events that we're watching, you know, this this uh, we are in the middle of uh, you know it's summer already, and when that when that summer means uh, national team. Uh, youth national team events uh, this coming Saturday, uh, July 16th, going to the 24th is the under 20 European Championship. Uh, then on the July 30th, we have the U18 uh, European Championship, July 18, uh, July 30 to August 7th. August 4th to the 14th is African under 18 uh, Championship. Those two, the European 18 and the African 18, are obviously qualifiers for the uh, aforementioned under 19 world cups so by august 14th we'll have two we'll have uh four five six seven eight nine ten is the guest a uh, host 11 12 we'll have 12 of the uh we'll have 12 of the 16 teams known for the under 19 world cup the only other uh competition that still would need to be played is the uh, fiba asia uh, FIBA U18 Asian Championship. That's of course, you know, your your Australia, New Zealand, plus you know maybe Japan, you know maybe you know Korea, Philippines, whatnot. Um, so that that's still that would still have to be played. But you know by the middle of of August, 
uh, we will know um, a, a large majority of the teams in the uh, under nineteen World Cup. All right, let's get to the um, let's get to the sneak peek of the of the uh, taking the charge prospects podcast. This, of course, ran last week, um, and then didn't have the uh, taking the charge podcast last week. Uh, this is with uh, Gilad Levy, um, a, a, a Israeli big man, uh, played uh, has played the last couple of years in Spain for Estudiantes, um, and is actually now back in um, back in, uh, in in Israel for the coming season. And uh, so this is a this is a sneak peek of my chat with him. Enjoy this, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. So we mentioned that first season, 2018, 2019, um, and, and that summer of 19. So after your first season, just to kind of give everybody, you know, a, a time frame where we're at that 2019 yeah. summer was when you played a year up and won the division B gold at the under 18. But before you did that was the BWB camp in Latvia, uh, where, where you went there um, and, you know, Sam Decker was there, Jonathan Isaac, and, you know, yes. a guy, a guy that, you know, you know, is kind of known and, and, uh, is, is, is a, is a, is a big name, Kristaps Porzingis, um, yes. was going there. And, and that was also a guy that had been to, to, to Spain as a youth guy, as a big, um, what was, I imagine he's probably the main, the, the, the most, you know, the biggest impression from that from that event. Uh, what what about that BWB uh, in Latvia, uh, and then maybe per, uh, in in particular, uh, what you learned from? Because I've been to BWBs and and you know these these NBA guys, you know, for 16, 17 year olds, they're like it seems so far away. But the fact that they're so close to you and working on drills and and everything else, and they're also coaching. I don't know. Was he your coach? Yes, your, I actually was with Porzingis on the team. He was so he was your coach. So that was even that was that much even more sort of intense and, and close. What what do you remember about that? Um, well, I remember a lot from this tournament. It was really special time of my life. It, I was really really excited to go there, and it was really. Surprised, I didn't know it before. What is the what is this? And when I went there, I saw everybody, and I told they are my age and all that. And the practicing was really hard. It was only five days, but it was really tough time for practice. It was a lot of like four hours a day or five hours a day that you practice individually and then playing. It's a little bit more dif- different from the Europe from the Europe, we are practice like one, two hours and then playing, just play. And they give you to do the bad things and then correct you. So you learn better there and you understand where you did the, the fall. And when I was with Porzingis, he always give me some tips, like small tips that can help you a lot, that where to put the ball, where to where watch, where you can see the player, how to how to do the pick, how to do the pick, where to take the player, how to close it, and it was kind of small things that help you a lot, and it was really good tournament, not tournament, the camp. Yeah, it was a camp. 
and and you were still 16 you hadn't turned seven you weren't 17 yet how much better yeah. even though that's even though that's you know just you know now it's three years ago how much better did that make you you know especially learning learning the things and then over the course of the next three years now you know putting those things in and and you know how much better did that camp and those experiences make you yeah i think it was it helped to me a lot because the things that i took from this camp i took it for life i took it like i put it on my mindset and i do it until today some things there are things that they correct me prozingers on johnny they correct me so it's stay in my mind that i do it until today and it's a i think it's the things that make me difference it's make difference between basketball basket or fall mm-hmm. yeah i mean having a guy like prozingers tell you something that's <laughs> he's he's yeah. where you want to be you know <laughs> actually yes yeah this yeah. is the dream yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, as as I mentioned, he is uh, he's back in Israel, and actually, he signed a four year deal with Hapoel uh, Banki Jerusalem. Uh, so a, a good step for him, uh, being back in the uh, being back in uh, really a, a top team uh, in uh, in Israel. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, to the main interview. As mentioned, Thomas Kackermeister, uh, media and marketing uh, with Hansdark, uh, with Rostock uh, Sea Wolves, um, and um, yeah, as mentioned, you know it, 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 the German league is getting better and better and better. You you see you see the quality of players coming into the league, and then the other indicator is where the top players of the league then go because it's still even though it's improved in quality it's still a stepping stone league um you know especially some of the you know the the not the upper well i mean even our upper echelon i mean you look at you know uh, uh you look at oscar de silva you know he goes from goes from albert berlin then goes to um to uh to, to barcelona you know uh but you do have guys uh you do have a lot of guys Going from let's say uh, upper third to you know uh, bigger teams uh, in Germany to bigger teams uh, outside of the country, um, who can just pay more money in Germany than in Germany and 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 whatnot, and um, so uh, so so it's it's getting better and better and better, um, and we have a new team. We have a new team. This will be uh, you know the Rostock Sea Wolves will be making their debut in the uh, uh, in the in the BBL, and I'm sure the people. I'm sure the people of uh, of Rostock and, and and those involved in the club, including Thomas Kackenmeister, uh, are just uh, are just still giddy about uh, about hearing those words that they will make their debut in the BBL uh, in a couple of months. Uh, so uh, sit back uh, and 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 enjoy the the tale of uh, the 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 rise of the Rostock Sea Wolves, uh, and uh, we will talk to you in in a few weeks. Um, I hope you I hope you understand. Uh, then I am going to be taking a break, um, and uh, and uh, don't worry, uh, it's only a break. It's it's it, the you know the pause button is only being put on the on the podcast. Um, I will I will unpause it in in a couple of weeks, and, and and there will be shows again. Uh, I just um, I I want to get out of town and uh, and enjoy some family and enjoy the family time uh, properly. Um, so appreciate uh, your support uh, and uh, enjoy this interview, and we'll talk to you then uh, in the uh, in in a in a couple of weeks.
All right. So on the uh, t- uh, Taking the Charge podcast this week, we have uh, Thomas Kickmeister, uh, the media and marketing chief, boss, whatever you want to call it, at uh, Rostock uh, Seawolves AV. Um, and uh, so the, the newest club, the newest member of the Easy Credit BBL. Uh, we'll get to that over the next uh, few uh, minutes, etc. cetera. Uh, Thomas, uh, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Thank you. Um, yeah, it's pretty early, but uh, I know it's my first time ever uh, taking part in an English-speaking uh, podcast, so I'm very very excited uh, for you to have me here. Uh, I, I, I think you'll do just fine. Um, so the reason we want to talk to you is uh, we, we wanted to get somebody on uh, to talk about the uh, Rostock uh, Seawolves. Um, you know, it's, as we mentioned, it's the, it's the, the newest member, uh, to be newest member, I guess we, we kind of have to officially say until the season actually starts of the, uh, of the German BBL. You know, the German BBL is a, is a league that a lot of uh, people around Europe really kind of look at and say, you know, it's an emerging league, and um, and uh, I, I think we can kind of say that this is, you know, has the makings of an emerging team, emerging club, um, and it's it's still a pretty, it's still a very young club, um, and um, and yeah, on 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 May twelfth, uh, uh, 2022, just really a, a few weeks ago, um, history was made. Tyler Nelson hits the. Uh, not quite buzzer beater because I guess there was what one zero point two seconds left. That was, zero point two, yeah. Zero point two. The, the referees changed the changed the time after after the the buzzer sounded. Yeah. Because there was some some time left, but anyway. Uh, hit hit the magical three um, to 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 win the best of five series. Uh, um, the uh, Rostock was down uh, 76-74 in Jena, um, and that took the best of five three games to one. It was actually the semifinals. Um, uh, because uh, it was it was known ahead of time that only Rostock and Jena had been uh, had had applied for licenses and been approved for the uh, for the uh, for the BBL. So essentially, whoever won the series was going to go to the BBL. Um, I guess just kind of first off, your 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 thoughts now. Whatever is uh, seven weeks later. Uh, May 12th, 2022 is probably going to be a, a, a date that's kind of etched in history for you for a long time. Yeah, I mean, every every time we talk about it, it brings tears to tears of joy to our eyes or in the whole organization because this was this was a magical moment, as you said. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, it was on this day when we record, record this podcast, uh, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever, but it's it's always each thursday coming up we remember that that moment and there was magical because um we had this this buzzer beating i mean this was like a fairy tale uh, we couldn't imagine hitting a buzzer beater moving up on the road winning a series um and then 24 hours later we had like 2500 people partying and celebrating the uh, promotion to the bbl in uh, in rostock and um, when we had that goal uh, set like 10, 12 years ago, when we said we were in fifth league and we said, somewhere we want to move up to BBL. And everybody was saying, no, pointing fingers. No, you're, you're kidding. And um, we had some crazy, crazy people who believed in this goal. And um, 
they had some they had big hearts and uh, uh, put a lot of work in it and uh, always um, talk to people and uh, uh, encourage people to help and to to come to the games and uh, so it was step by step uh, puzzle piece by puzzle piece put together and then we moved up and I mean four promotions in 11 years I mean who, who else could have uh, could, could, could say uh, that from from an organization that has uh, so much heart in it and yeah I mean every time we we, we I see I, I talk to Tyler and, and and I always remember the shot yeah this is history and this, this is what he says also uh, this was a special moment not only for him but also for the city of Rostock for the uh, basketball in our in our city yeah um, well, there's, there's loads in there that we're going to get to. Um, so for listeners saying, whoa, what everything is he talking about? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to plenty of it. Uh, okay. just to kind of go back to, to your connection. So we have, we've actually known each other for, for quite a while. Um, yeah. and, um, and, uh, so how long have you been, and I mentioned media and marketing with, with the club, how long have you actually been, uh, with, uh, the, the, the Seawolves? Well, it was, the relationship started uh, 15 years ago when I was still studying and um, I was invited to the games and then uh, talked to the, to the marketing manager and he said, hey, Tom, uh, would you mind uh, doing some social media, like home games, putting results on, on the social net and stuff. And so it uh, there was some progress. We developed what could you do more and everything started like, 2012 2014 um when i when i realized that uh, this organization is special rostock is my hometown so being part of something special something to develop in a hometown that is your your hobby and you could do it professionally um then i put a list what could be uh what, what could be, what, what what would be helpful to bring the club to another level like uh publicity-wise, uh, marketing-wise, media-wise. And then uh, we built a plan. And I was one of the crazy dudes I was talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the the list grew bigger. And, you know, now we're here. So started uh, in 11-12 in the, in the Esther Regional League of Nord, which is the fourth division. Um, yep. and, uh, and the first promotion came in 13-14, um, to get to the Pro B, uh, Pro B North, second division, uh, third third division, yep. um, and that was uh, thirteen fourteen. Um, maybe for for those who who might not understand, kind of. Um, so, Esther Regionalliga, first Regionalliga is is kind of um, a level that many of the big clubs have a have a have a have a second or even third a team um, to kind of give their young players uh, a chance to uh, play against adults it's just to kind of give uh, a rough reference of, of the of the level you're a new club uh, and then so you're this is three seasons in um, even in even in uh, in 13 14 you know the 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 pro b pro a was was starting to get more and more professional talk about uh, the jump management and organization structure wise going uh, 13, uh, 14 from, from the fourth division up to the third division. 
Okay, I have to go back a little bit further because the whole organization, the club, was founded in 1994. And then um, we first were like uh, build, uh, bringing bringing basketball to kids. And uh, we I don't know if, if any one of the listeners knows where Rostock is. Rostock put a German map on and it's right on the yeah, top right somewhere. Little dot. Way, up, way up north. Yeah. Way up north. Yeah. And we don't have any, in the 90s, we had a little competition, but um, it fell off. So we were the only lighthouse, we say lighthouse, because we are connected to the Baltic Sea, and it's a pretty good picture. So lighthouse, uh, basketball-wise, up in the north, in our federal state. So this was um, our, our um, competition uh, 15 years long. Like in 2010, the management said, we want to... Uh, focus on uh, the first man uh, to bring the program uh, into the public. Yeah. And then we started um, investing in the, in the first man uh, group because we had only, we also had uh, um, second Bundesliga for the women one year in Rostock, but that was 2007, 2008. And then uh, we said, Oh, women basketball is not as popular as men bas men's basketball and so um the focus was on the on the men men's basketball uh and then uh yeah in 2012 we had a coach uh who was uh, coaching uh in north carolina um he was he was uh, from rostock he was there for eight years he has he was a college coach in north carolina he came back to rostock because he wanted to work wanted to work here and he, he knew, uh, oh, Rostock, this is a program uh, I, I could coach. And uh, he was the first division. No, he was the, what do you, how did you say that? The, the, the first regional coach. Yeah. First division, fourth division, the coach. Yeah. And then we had one, um, one uh, national, Danish national player uh, who's now the manager, the, the, the general manager. He was a player. He came in 2012 as well. So we have two puzzle pieces and we had a bunch of guys who were in fifth division, uh, like glued together. Yeah. They moved up, moved down. Yeah. And, and, uh, they had a very good chemistry, but Jens and coach, and they built like a winning mentality. Yeah. The, not from a circle, from, from, from a fun group, but, uh, to winning mentality. And then we were sixth place, third place, first place in 2014 moved up yeah and then we put more puzzle pieces together we had Yannick Anceluni I don't know he's a globetrotter uh, I don't know if any anybody knows that he, he he played for Hagen in the BBL in the first league he's from from Congo uh, with a Canadian passport uh, played for Sweden played for us two two times um, the, the, the marketing manager had a vision and he talked to the, the board members about this vision. We want to move up like in 10 years to the BBL. Um, and everybody was, was laughing and the media so, was. So that was back already in. 2012, 2013, well. around that. Yeah. And during then, then we saw, okay, um, we were moving up to third league. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe this goal is, is interesting. 
but it's still a long way. I mean, it's three years, uh, no, three uh, three leagues to to or two or two promotions to move up to BBL. So it's still a long way and uh, tough teams to to beat. And uh, but the road was set for this goal. Yeah, um, and then we put new players in. Uh, we had. Our, our president, who's right now the president, uh, he was a referee uh, during that time in the second Bundesliga. He brought some um, some uh, attractions from other arenas to to put into our our club into our our uh, events, uh, and so we, we started to not only have the family members join the join the the to see the the, the club teams, but also kids and their parents and their grandparents. Because five years before, we started with a youth program in schools and kindergarten. And uh, our secret recipe was um, that the players from the first team were coaching kids. Mm-hmm. It was, they, were, they were like role models to the kids. And the kids wanted to see how the players really play in the first team. So they couldn't only, they, they, they cannot go to the game alone because they have to, they are too, 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 too young. And then they bring their family, their father, mother, um, their grandparents with them. And so the circle started to, yeah, to grow. And then we had 200 uh, in audience or in attendance, uh, 2012, and it grew bigger and bigger. We, moved, we had to move to another arena. So the structures were, were developing Organic. very, very fast. Or- uh-huh. Organic, but organically, organically though, but organically yeah. though, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's a had... big jump. That's a big jump as far as you know. And then, and then, I mean, and then four years later was the jump to Pro A, which by 2018, you know, you already had 2018, if I'm not mistaken, you already had yeah. the um, there was already bomb. Well, I don't know if it was bomber by then, but it was already. Um, it was already, oh God, what's it called? The Zweite Bundesliga. So, I mean, it was actually, yeah. to, by then, by that point, it was already already together um, as one entity um, below the, the, the BBL. Um, and, and so there was even that much more professionalism. What, what was that jump like in, in, in 18 um, to, to go to, to go to the pro A? We always, always try to, to have the structures ready um, uh to, to to develop them as fast as possible uh comparing to the league above so the jump was not as 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 high uh as you could imagine because in when when we um into 2016 2017 we all also already had uh professional players more not not only st- students um but also professional players, I mean, 10 or 11. Uh, and we had a big arena that uh, had the capacity of 4,500 people. Okay. I mean, for Pro B, it was, we had to move to the bigger arena also already in 2015 because it was sold out in 15 minutes. <laughs> so, and we had the, 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 the first arena when we, when we, um, when we moved from fourth division to third division uh, at 900 people uh, for attendance, 
and we had no 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 um, we had no decision. Uh, we could stay in this arena or we move to the bigger arena. Uh, and then uh, we also had the choice because we were in the, in the I have to 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 go a bit back because of the 2014. 2015 season, our first uh, season in in third division was was so successful that the league asked us after the season we went to to semifinals um, and nobody wanted to move up. Would you mind uh, going to Pro A directly to second second division? I mean, we were one year in, in third division, and then could you imagine going uh, up to to second division directly after one year? So then we had the choice. Hmm. Do we move to a new arena and play second division? Because totally. costs and new structures and mm. more more road games, more road trips, more longer longer road trips too. Longer road trips, one more referee, uh, so everything new. And then we had a business decision to make. Um, we moved to the new arena and... Um, we but decided stay. not, stay not in, in the yeah, to stay in the Pro B mm -hmm. and wait till it works out organically. Mm -hmm. And I mean, four years, then we had the, the arena sold out once, twice. And we were winning at home. I mean, we had like 80 percentage. Uh, we, we won 80% of our home games during 2014 till, I don't know now. So very successful at home. That was also part of, it, uh, of the success story. And the kids bringing their parents, um, the organization believed in the first uh, man uh, group, also in the, in the first team. And so every piece was connecting, starting to connect. And yeah, 2018, um, we, we uh, moved up to second division, right? And, and then, uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably, you know, the closest you guys got uh, right away was, was in 2000. Um, uh, so in, in 2020, um, well, I guess, I guess you had, you had the, um, actually it was the, the second, no, it was the first season right away. You guys went to the playoffs um, and uh, lost in the first round to, to, to Hamburg Towers, which yep. that was, I believe, well, that was the the team that went up that year, right? Uh, Hamburg went up that year as the uh, champions of the of the of the Pro A, um, and in then yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, in in twenty twenty, uh, you guys were in twelfth when 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 COVID stopped this stopped the end of the um, the 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 Pro A season, all oh, basketball in general, um, and then in twenty twenty though, at the in January twenty twenty. Uh, you guys hired a, a pretty familiar face of world basketball, uh, that being Dirk Bowerman as as head coach. Um, you know he's obviously you know unbelievably well known in Germany. You know Leverkusen seven straight titles in the eighties and nineties. You know really helped uh, kind of turn Bamberg into a powerhouse. Um, you know actually took over that Bayern Munich team in the second division um, and brought them up to the first division. Uh, was in Würzburg a couple of years, a German national team, uh, you know, took them to Eurobasket uh, silver medal back in 05. Besides everything else that he's done, he was in China, was in Russia, was in, uh, was Tunisia national team coach, et cetera. Um, 
with the the goal of reaching the first division how would how do you think that kind of him bringing him in um and then also that 20 well yeah, how, how how do you think the bringing of him uh, him bringing in um kind of helped sort of the momentum uh of this idea of getting to the first division it was <clears throat> it was kind of all in I mean, uh, Dick Bauman put us on the map. Um, he, he, as you said, it was he was a he, he is one of the most popular German basketball persons ever. <laughs> and yeah, for when, sure. When we signed him, um, I mean, uh, my mailbox was was exploding. Everybody's mailbox in the organization. What are you doing? Are you are you crazy? Uh, how could you sign him? How is that possible? Sign sign. Um, uh, this this coach uh, for second second division um and then uh yeah it was he 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 took over during a season um in the beginning of 2020 we were on a on a losing streak and uh we we were in in danger of of going down i mean it, we moved up a, 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 the 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 um the program was successful five years, seven years in a row. And then we, we had a level that was mm, not as satisfying as, as the fans uh, uh, were used to. And um, then he took over and uh, we had to, to work with the guys who were on the team. Uh, and, and yeah, we were, we finished in 12th place when COVID started and the season was, was uh, ended, was canceled. Uh, but then he said, yes, I want to stay in Rostock. I want to continue to work. And then he used his network and uh, he started brought to bring in. Brought in some big names, you know. To bring in bring in some new names. and Na um, national, 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 national team players. Yeah. National players from uh, uh, Estonia, from Latvia, uh, from Iran, when he worked there as a mm -hmm. national, play, uh, national coach, national team coach. And... Um, yeah, we were, where come those names from? Uh, who are these? Just, I mean, you, you only read them in the news and, and then they uh, are face-to-face -face in Rostock and then play in, on your home court. Um, yeah, and he brought players with a winning, winning mentality. Uh, and yeah, this we, we, were, we were successful, very successful and uh, continued to to sharpen this focus moving up to BBL because then we believed in it. We had the players, we had 10 wins in a row during that season where it was um, uh, with no attendance. That was, that was right, sad exactly. because yeah. no fans were allowed in the arenas. Uh, and we had a tremendous regular season, but then, I mean, maybe you want to talk about that. So, the, the yeah. So you won the, won, won, won the regular forward. season uh, in, in yeah. 2020. Um, and then it was a it was a, a playoff group phase, and you guys went mm -hmm. two and four, and and weren't able to to make it there. Um, so, and then he, you know, you guys part ways with with Barman. Uh, maybe the the mind frame of going the, another direction was he was he looking to go somewhere else, or did you guys say you know we want to do something else? Um, and then kind of uh, the mind frame going into the 2021-22 season. Well, the, you said part the 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 um, we parted ways, and uh, we 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 
I think no, the, the contract wasn't extended. Uh, he was working in Tunisia. He was a champion of Africa. And right. uh, then he put the, how do you say, SEPTA in German? How you do the, uh, he, he gave uh, the head coach position to Christian Held, um, who's a young uh, German basketball coach with tremendous skills. And he was an assistant. His, his assistant when he, he built the team for 2021, for, for his first full season. Um, and uh, in the organization, when we signed Christian, we had in mind someone when Dirk Bauermann uh, didn't, uh, yeah, or was, was going out of this organization, Christian would take over. We, didn't, uh, we couldn't imagine that Christian Held um, was taking over so fast. But then, I mean, it was one year and uh, Christian Held took over. And then um, we re-signed a couple of guys, I mean, seven or eight, from this winning season with Dirk Bauermann. And that was the core uh, for this, for, for, for the things that happened last year. So and then, and then last year, so, you know, you had won the regular season in 2020, 2021, finished second in the regular season last, this past season. Swept Carl's rule in the um, in the uh, in the first round, um, and then and then came the uh, and then came the magic of um, of the Tyler of Tyler Nelson. Well, I mean, of the entire you know, I mean, oh, you know, the, but the, only him. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole organization. Um, I, it's it's um, I mean also bringing in a guy like Chris Carter, uh, who you know this was the third time that he helped a pro a team get to the, you know, BBL he had done it with, uh, with Chemnitz and with Fechte as well. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned um, uh, Christian held. Um, he's so not only is he a young, uh, so, you know, sort of a young and up and coming coach, uh, but he's actually the son of, uh, of a, a pretty established name in German basketball as well. That's Ralph, Ralph held who uh, had worked uh, uh, really um I'm drawing a blank, but I want to say 19 years in, in, in 15 or 19 years in Oldenburg. But definitely 15, 15 max, I think 15 yeah. years. So definitely a long time in Oldenburg and, and, you know, helped that helped uh, build that team up as well. Um, and then uh, was actually with the, uh, with the German Federation. Um, and um, so with, with, with but them coming in. Yeah. Don't, don't forget. He, he was coach uh, assistant coach in Trier. When they won the cup in uh, at the end of the nineties, so um, before how, he he was working how, in Oldenburg. So yeah. this is kind of a joke, but 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 kind of you know you can kind of, kind of talk about them. But how long do you think it will take for the Held family to actually pay for a beer in Rostock? <laughs> how happy are the people in Rostock about the Held family, though? No, we are still starting to build a basketball culture, and um, but they they uh, are very. Um, I don't know if people people know them when they when they walk through the streets already. Um, basketball I mean, people, well, basketball people, basketball people do, and I guess they they are already ready uh, to pay for the for the drinks. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, um, they they know them. Yeah, you you mentioned that that you just mentioned that that Rostock is not necessarily doesn't necessarily have a basketball culture, um, and and. Um, and I kind of want to, you know, point out that, you know, in you know, people might not know the the name Rostock, um, but it's actually 
uh, it's actually the right, right. Actually, right now, it's the third biggest club in German uh, members uh, in the in the country, behind only Albert Berlin and and then there's Ulm's BBU, um, and and Rostock was actually second uh, with the year ending 2020. Um, so I, I kind of want to I kind of want to go now with, with with looking ahead to next year. Uh, you know, next season, you know, we're, we, we have, uh, you know, you're at 2022, 2023, you have a, um, just maybe talk about the, the sports landscape. I mean, if, 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 if you say Rostock to most sports fans, Hansa Rostock, the, the soccer team, second division right now, I believe. Yep. Second. Yeah. That's, that's the main, main team that people will know. Um, you know, handball is really big in the North. Um, is are they first division? No, they they won European Championship in the eighties, and then they had some years in the first league, then second, and now now they are second. Yeah, second so, division, and but also a long tradition. So basketball yeah. is in in, so, in Rostock is only ten years, and foot, soccer and and handball. Have so talk about this, you know, the you know because one of the things about you know being able to sustain uh, a presence in the B, in in the BBL is going to be, you know, having people come to the games and 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 being able to grow sponsorship money and and everything else. Talk about uh, SeaWolves' place in the Rostock uh, sports landscape. Well, we are the first team since 14 years who plays first league in Rostock. So the last time we had a, a first. Hunter Rostock team. haven't been in the first division since. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They moved down to second division in 2008. Yeah. And since then, third league, second league. Now the second time that they. So there's no other there's no other uh, first division club uh, in any other sport in, in Rostock. But let's say main sports. Well, uh, team sports. Uh, played with a bat, with a ball. With a ball. I mean, I volleyball, handball, um, soccer. Uh, we have second division football, American football, um, volleyball, and I mean, we have a, a we are a sports city, and we have a lot of uh, athletics and water sports and stuff. But team sports played in an arena. Uh, we are the first team in since fourteen years who plays in first league. Yeah, and this I mean this this. This is also uh, 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 something special for for the organization moving up so fast and trying to trying to um, to stay in the first league. That's our first goal, and yeah, we want to build something here, yeah, basketball wise. So right now, you know, one of the key, so just for uh, listeners who who might not be aware, uh, Pro B, uh, Pro A. You need to have two Germans on the court at all times. Um, the regulation in in the BBL is uh, six and six, uh, six Germans on the twelve man roster. Uh, right now, you have three Germans already set with uh, with uh, Sid Marlin Tice, uh, Till Gloger, and um, Gabriel de la Vera, who are all from the team from last year and will and you know had two year deals and or multi year deals on our back. Um, maybe just your thoughts about. Uh, I, I know the the summer league uh, in, in in Vegas is you know is a big uh, is a big uh, you know sort of um, you know spot for for coaches to go and find players. Um, and I know we're still early in the game, but 
you know, what does the team building look like for, for the 2022-2023 season? Well, it's, in, it's, it's a big challenge for us uh, to build a, a team that, that uh, has the first goal to stay in the first league. Um, we had a good chemistry last year, and uh, coach and management says that uh, we want to keep a core uh, to keep that winning mentality, not the not winning mentality, but the, the mindset and the team chemistry of the guys together. Uh, so we probably see some people, some players from last year again in the BBL and uh, put in some, some, uh, some players uh, with more quality up to, to uh, strengthen the, the team. Uh, some, some players, some, um, uh, yeah, with 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 um, a more more uh, and more quality, and coach will also go to Vegas to summer league to uh, see some players, and maybe uh, some new Americans will come and show up and uh, yeah, put in uh, some heart to uh, help us and uh, um. Uh, yeah, because it's because it's a, us, a, yeah. a major step up. You you mentioned you mentioned the the goal, um, you know, and it and it makes total sense. You know, the the number one goal is to, to is to stay in the league. Um, how uh, how um, how important is that for for this organization? It's very important um, to for kids to look up. Uh, I can reach a goal uh, somewhere. Uh, if you believe in it, I mean, if some crazy uh, people, uh, crazy with a positive uh, connection, uh, have a goal in mind and and focus on that so long, um, they can reach it. But also to see the players uh, as a role model and for the fans and um, for the whole city. I mean, not only uh, being successful in the in the um, in Rostock, but also for the for the basketball here in our our federal state because we we are the the only lighthouse and we want to uh bring more little um basketball uh, we want to make basketball popular uh, up in the north and uh helping uh, or with the, with the first team um that uh, has uh that has some influence it will it will flourish the, the, the landscape of basketball here in the north this this should help yeah this must help yeah you you just mentioned kind of lighthouse and, and and basketball in the north um mm -hmm. so just trying actually trying to figure out right now on the map um you, you the next closest is hamburg and berlin ha hamburg then huh yeah hamburg mm -hmm. and then and then uh yeah, I guess well, Bremerhaven. No, yeah, Bremerhaven's oh. second division. So, um, so it's actually probably Hamburg and then Berlin, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. So, I mean, you actually, and then, I mean, in theory, you also have a pretty good, uh, you know, for those <laughs> for those youngsters who don't play handball, um, really is the is the main. I think besides besides soccer, football, soccer, but that's you know that's not even. You know, uh, that can't even be brought into the discussion how big uh, soccer is, football is in, in Germany. Um, but for the non-football players, 
uh, you actually have a pretty good, uh, um, um, you know, spot there because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, people, you know, who might be wanting to play. Um, what do you, so obviously you guys don't want to think too big, too fast, everything else, but, you know, um, is, is there, is there thoughts to, to try to be bigger than just every year trying to stay in the league? And, and, and is there a, is there the next organizational step that needs to be taken to kind of establish yourself uh, as a, as a playoff team in, I don't know, four, three, four, five years or anything like that. Again, I know first goal, <laughs> you know, Yeah, we enjoyed the moment. Uh, this was, was, was something that I was said during the playoffs. I want to enjoy this moment and I want to enjoy the adventure of, of being of, of reaching this goal and being being one season in the uh, first league. And we want to keep uh, that momentum and we want to stay there. And from that, we want to start growing again. But I don't know how fast. I mean, the last 10 years was very fast. We had no time to, to enjoy what we really realized. And uh, because we were always next, 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 next. Yeah. And now we are ready for this adventure. We say adventure because we are a small fish in the big, big uh, ocean of sharks. And uh, but we we want to try to um, develop some sharp teeth and uh, bite the one or two teams. I don't know. We have to. Yeah, we will have to see. But uh, and we we will be patient and do some smart moves, maybe. Uh, we'll see afterwards, but uh, the first goal is to stay there and um, not to move up uh, again after one season. Yeah, um, um, back down after one season. Um, no, yeah, 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 sure. No, 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 no. So, you know, there's obviously you know the different sort of um, roster uh, construction that needs to be you know mm-hmm. considered. You know, n- not quote just the two two players on the court at the, uh, Germans on the court at the same time but you have a different kind of uh, yeah, really it is a different structure uh, having six and six than having two on the court at the same time. Um, you also have uh, you know um, you know, you're going to be playing against all these, you know, these, these monsters um, uh, who, you know, they're not going to take any mercy on you guys. Um, there's, you know, there's, you know, additional, you know, there's everything else, social media, you know, uh, TV, everything else. Um, that, that goes that goes involved with becoming a, 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 a BBL team. Um, maybe in your eyes, the biggest challenge that you see, um, let's say let's say management wise, and that could be you know you know roster construction or or anything else. But what would you say is the biggest uh, management wise? Uh, because we kind of understand what the what the what on the court will be, but you know, because we said you know you, you what was it 2014 was the was the jump from was the mm-hmm. first jump yeah 2014 was the first jump from fourth division to third division. Uh, this is a totally different monster. Hmm. I guess the main task is to to be patient, uh, to not lose uh, the head when when you're losing two, three, four, five. I don't know how many games, but to to stay cool. And to to focus on on the qualities and on the strengths you have on the team and uh, and each player and the coaches in the organization, and this is what what was uh, special in the last years uh, that 
brought us here. And so I guess patience is uh, and focus on what we what we really believe in. Uh, this is the the main main thing. Yeah. Now let's close with this question. Is kind of a personal question. Then just you know, you, you said you're from Rostock. You you know you've been with the club for 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 a long time, um, and you've been a basketball fan. Uh, you've you've you know you've worked in the basketball uh, media industry for 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 a long time as well. Um, what does this moment mean for you? Special. <laughs> I mean, this is a dream come true. Um, when I when I had first contact uh, talking about basketball in Rostock and to to build something here, uh, I had this little feeling: yes, it could happen. There was something on the horizon. Some how how do you say that? Some, some uh, silver linings, but um, yeah, and then. It became bigger and bigger, and then we believed in it, and more people came and believed in it, and yeah, this is this is special. This is something. I mean, you 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 can you you cannot imagine. You can can tell anyone. Uh, well, in 2010, we we talked about moving up, and 12 years later, the dream come true. This is when you really believe in something, and you have you have some people who, who work with you and bring your heart in uh, anything is possible. Sorry to quote Kevin Garnett, but it's true. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, all right. Um, uh, if there's anybody out there who wants to, you know, sort of, I mean, I've, you know, just, you know, follow, follow the team, follow the club, get more information about the club. Just, uh, you know, tell people where, you know, where they can, uh, they can find uh, more information, et cetera. No, we on on social media, on Facebook, on, on on Instagram, on TikTok as well, on Twitter. Uh, sea wolves, sea wolves is like a, you know, a artificial name because there is a, a fish that's pretty dirty. But sea wolves is uh, wolves, hungry wolves uh, that are living by the sea. So that's the where the name com comes from. Uh, sea wolves, uh, you know, sea is the website, but also very, very popular on the on the social net. Yeah, that's where everybody's living now. Got to be there, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Keckenmeister, uh, media and marketing guru. Let's call him that. Of uh, uh, Rustark uh, Sea Wolves AFL. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, enjoy the busy summer, and uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure that May 12th, uh, 2022, is going to be uh, a, a special date for a long time. Uh, but uh, probably the first uh, home game is going to be really special as well. So really uh, look forward uh, to to building all that everything up for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I know you, I know you're going to be a busy man. Thanks for coming on and and, sh and telling us a little bit about uh, the uh, the uh, the fun. Uh, and impressive journey that uh, that the club has been on. Yeah, thank you very much. 